Welcome to the Numbers People podcast in partnership with HPR Consulting, a leading Sydney executive finance recruitment firm. I'm your host, Richard Holmes. In episode 10, we welcome Chris Berner. Chris is head of finance at Temple and Webster, a leading e-commerce business. He is commercially minded and a proactive finance professional with over 15 years experience in retail, construction, FMCG, manufacturing, and the natural resources sectors. Chris has considerable ASX and multinational private companies experience, complemented with a big four background. Chris, how are you? Good to see you again. Hi, Richard. Uh, I am very well. How are you? Yeah, very well. Very well. Can't complain at all. I've, I've known Chris for a number of years now from his big four days in Deloitte. Um, he was actually a candidate of mine. We were helping him with, with opportunities back then. And since then, uh, he moved to a, a big listed mining company and then into to, to Temple and Webster, where he's progressed through to his current role of, of head of finance. Chris, do you want to tell us more about your story? Yeah, definitely. So thanks for having me. I think it's a great opportunity for me to, to share a bit about myself and also to talk about um, uh, my experience. And I hope it will be useful to, to you guys. Um, so I came to Sydney 10 years ago and I started at Deloitte. It was a very interesting time and uh, I, I stayed there for, for five years. And, and since then I moved to, to commerce and I ended up in Temple Webster. Uh, Temple Webster is an uh, online um, retailer and the homeless and furniture space. It's a market leader, a, a great place to be. And, uh, and, and with Temple and Webster, I mean, we, we've known each other for a number of, number of years. You, you've enjoyed, you, you've really enjoyed working at that business and seeing, seeing the progression you've gone through. It's, um, what, what, what made you join that company? When you, when yeah, you so as, as, as you mentioned, I was in a mining business before and it was my first step outside Big Four. Um, probably not the best cho- choice I made in, in my life um, in my in my career. And uh, it was a corporate world and I decided to move to a much smaller business. I, I enjoyed much more. I believe you can learn more in a smaller business and especially after Big Four. So Big Four is also a great place to be, but you learn a lot about different businesses. Hmm. I wanted to join one business when I can, where I can really add value and I, I can be part of the team. Um, so Tempel Webster, when I joined, was just after the IPO, and, and they looked uh, for someone with expertise with uh, listed uh, businesses and reporting for listed businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of things to do, like literally setting up the finance function almost from scratch, and it was a great challenge. Yeah, I can, I can imagine the attraction to it. And um, I, I guess perceptually-wise, the, the, there's that element of risk of moving from a big listed company to a to a, to, to a smaller retailer, but it's, uh, well, it's paid dividends for you, hasn't it? It's, um... I think what, what you are saying about risk is also super important, right? Uh, mm. I, as uh, I said, I made a mistake, probably not one, many mm. on, on, in my career, but it's also okay to take a risk. And when you take a risk, uh, you should treat it as a lesson, right? You, you can learn so much from mistakes, so much more mm. than from not making mistakes. So uh, I think... Uh, and and Temple Webster was a great example. So I uh, joined the mining business. I decided it wasn't for me. And at the same time, uh, one door closes, another opens. And and mm. this was the opportunity maybe which I couldn't have had if I didn't go to the mining business. So I think uh, mm. taking a risk is very important. And, and there's nothing bad in making mistakes. It's, it's true, that, isn't it? We we hear that quite frequently. You kind of learn from your mistakes, but you've got to make the mistake. 
to, to learn from it, don't you? It's, yeah, it uh, is. It is a bit frightening when you think about your career, right? Because you go to the business which you don't know. You really want to ensure it is the right business for you. You don't want to change your job every five months, right? So. It is a very important step, but there's only certain things we can do before we make the move. So do your research, but take a risk and, and see how we go. Yeah. That's, uh, that's good. And, and what advice would you give to someone wanting to, to pursue a career like yours? Um, I think if, if I go back to even my days before I came to Australia, um, I decided to do auditing because I know that this is something what is very transferable mm-hmm. in terms of the skill set. And I wanted to go overseas. Uh, so I came to Sydney, I joined Big Four, Deloitte, and I think it was also a great move. So when you come from overseas, you don't know many people. If you're lucky, you would have some friends, but I didn't have many. I, I had one person literally. And um, Big Four was a great time for me in terms of building the network, meeting mentors. Some of people I met at Deloitte are still my best friends, mentors. I tap into the knowledge in terms of technical skills, in terms of how to progress in my career. And I think this uh, was a great move. Um, but at the same time, I know that I just said take a risk, uh, but also think about who you work with wisely uh, in terms mm. of even recruiters as, as yourself. It's, yep. it's so important that great recruiters, but some of them are not that great. And it's also important mm. not to, to I think, uh, just follow someone's advice. Um, it's very important to trust your uh, gut feeling and, and uh, when you make a decision, it's okay to take some time to, to make a decision, especially when it comes to your career. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that is good advice, isn't it? It's, um, yeah, it, you touch on the networking side of things as well. I mean, coming over, you are a new, new one person in Australia. It's quite daunting for mm-hmm. a lot of people, but to, to keep on building on that network. So who is not just in Australia, but who has influenced you the most in your career? Is it, you mentioned that these, mm-hmm. some of your best yeah. friends now are from, from Deloitte here in Australia, yeah. but... Yeah, I think it's a very interesting question because it's not only about your career. I think it's also who who you are as a person. So for me, and I go, I will go to very early uh, stage of my life when I was a very small kid. I, I have a brother who is one year older than I am. He was always faster, stronger, smarter than I was, and I was always trying to beat him. Right. So if you if you find someone who really motivates you, if you are in your career, mm. of course you you might be your brother, but it doesn't yep. need to be mm. someone really who is better than you are. Uh, you don't even need to meet this person. Uh, it could be someone famous. It doesn't mm. need to be, um, but find someone who really motivates you. And and my brother had a big impact on who I am at the moment. Um, if I need to think about someone more career-wise or in my current or more, more recent life, um, I met a, a, great, a lot of great people during my career. I was very fortunate, but um, one of my friends, uh, we met at Deloitte and, and he was my counseling manager. And really, I, I know that I can really trust him and I know that I can count on him in terms of very open advice or what, what he would think. Uh, um, so it's very important, I think, to have someone outside your organization. And, and he definitely had a lot of impact on my career, right? And yeah. how I move and, and, and change my job. And sometimes he pushes me to certain decisions if I hesitate for too long. So, yeah, definitely, definitely him. Yeah, that's it's interesting as well, Chris. Like you, you mentioned your brother and your family. Your family's got such a big impact 
on, uh, on on how we are later in life in the, in the career. Yeah, definitely. And uh, it's my brother. I have two brothers, sister, and my mom is also mm. an, a great inspiration for me. How she always, uh, uh, I think, helped first other people than than herself. And mm. I think it really depends. Uh, what you want to achieve and everyone is different. So for me, it is family and I get a lot of energy from my family. On the other hand, I have now two small kids, so they take a lot of energy from me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, whoever helps you and motivates you is, is someone good to, to stay in touch. Oh, that's, uh, that's great. And you, you touched on it a couple of times, but is there one thing you wish you'd known at the start of your career? I mean, hindsight's a great thing like we touched on before. Yeah. What what's the one thing what, what one thing you, you would have wished you'd have known at the start? Yeah, I touched on having a real mentor in your career. It's mm. such an important step, and and a mentor for me is someone who is almost like a mirror of yourself. Someone who will <clears throat> tell you things which you don't want to hear. Someone who will really challenge you and. Mm. Uh, when you are at the very early stage of your career, you might think, oh, I don't need one because I would just progress through mm. certain um, steps in your career. But I think it is very important to have the, this person from the very early mm. career and, and also to, to come up with a plan, um, what you want to do. And probably most of us uh, were asked this question during the interview, what do you want to do in five years? And it, it sounds a bit like a cliche, but I think it is a very important question to ask yourself. Like, have a plan. Ideally, talk to someone about this plan, break it down into small steps. And it uh, doesn't mean that you need to follow this plan all the time through, but it really helps to achieve what you want. Um, be flexible at the same time. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's, it's interesting you, you touch on that, Chris. I mean, the, where do you want to be in five years? I've, I've spoken to some people that have they've never had a career plan. And, and there is an argument that that can work as well. But I, I, when I meet candidates, I think even when I met you originally, Chris, when it's always good to think, well, what do you really aspire to? Like if you want to be CFO of Coca-Cola, how do we get there? You want to align yourself to, 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 to get in, in there. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. But I think having, having, having goals and a plan of attack is only a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think in, in our profession, like, again, it depends what person you are. For me, it works. It doesn't need to work for you. But at the same time, we need to build up our knowledge. It's about uh, technical skills, but also soft yeah. skills. And uh, you really need to give yourself exposure to certain things and challenge yourself if you want to develop. Hmm. It's, uh, it's true, isn't it? So we talked about learning from our mistakes. I mean, what's what what's the biggest hurdle you've you've personally faced? Like, what's what's the biggest failure, and what what's how did you correct that, and what have you learned from it? Um, yeah, I think uh, career wise, and in terms of job selection, uh, my previous move wasn't the greatest. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I started looking for new opportunities very quickly. Um, and again, this is what where my dad helped me. So I had an honest conversation with him and, and he said, yeah, if you don't like it, just do something with that. There's no point to wait, right? And he's not an accountant. He, he doesn't have much understanding of accounting, but he runs his own business. And I think it is important to to be able to make decisions quickly. Mm -hmm. um, one of other thing of other people who is very uh, inspirational for me is uh, my current CEO. And in terms of um, quick decisions, like you can see how um, 
experienced people, they make decisions so quickly. And it doesn't mean that they didn't think about it, but they know when to make an important decision and sometimes a hard decision quickly. Um, so I, I think, uh, yeah, like made a mistake, but then I was able to make a decision quickly to change it and uh, just uh, don't wait for too long if you know that it's not the right place for you. Uh, you need to move on on this quickly, otherwise you mm. won't be happy. Do you know what, Chris? I, th I think that's great advice. I mean, the, the nature of my role working in recruitment, we see, we, we have that initial conversation where people are, are deeply unhappy where they are. A year and a half later, they're still in exactly the same spot and the <laughs> friends are telling, telling, telling them, you've got to leave, you've got to make a move. But it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, so, so working in uh, an e-commerce business where, where, where you currently are, what's, what's the biggest challenge you, you have with your specific role mm -hmm. right now and, and, and how are you going to overcome that? Oh, yes, uh, I think it is super fast moving environment. Um, mm. Like we went for a great journey, but there's always something new waiting for you. You don't know. And last 10 months with COVID, um, it was even harder, right? The situation is changing every day. First, you think, okay, what's going to happen? Is, is uh, will, will we have the full lockdown? How it impacts our business? You really need to, to move quickly um, in the current environment. And probably one of the biggest uh, restraints is um, time, right? You always have more things to do than time. Uh, and it is okay, right? You, I, I think I learned from my career, and Deloitte was probably a great place to learn it, that you can't stress about everything what you need to do because you will need to keep working 24 seven a day and, and it is not possible. And you need to keep prioritizing. You need to take a step back and, and have a bit of a thinking time. What do you want to do? And is it the right thing to do? Um, so I wish we had more time, but I have a feeling that even if I had more time, it wouldn't change a lot. I think I will still have uh, more things to do than time. So it's so important to take a step back, think what you want to do, plan it, execute, and uh, revise the plan again very shortly. So if you do it on a weekly basis or how often you do it, hmm. uh, it's important to, to have a bit of a, a thinking time to to understand what is important to you. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's good. And, and related to your role and, and, and your career as well, what, what are you most curious about and, and why? Yeah, I think uh, technology is something what I, I really like in terms of impact on our profession. Uh, we we don't or we are we we are not expected to look only into the past and report on the past anymore. And technology really changes it a lot. There's a lot of data we need to analyze these days, and of course, without technology, we won't be able to do it. Uh, at the same time, technology helps us to improve a lot and simplify a lot, automate a lot. Um, as an example, we have um, accounts payable team and, and we process probably 60,000 invoices a, a month. And two years ago, we introduced some automation with robotics. It's, it's simple software, but still helps to automate a lot and uh, really improve efficiency of the team. And, and the team can then uh, focus on other important things, right? So it's... A lot of things technology can do for us, and I'm not even talking about artificial intelligence, which I think will be even next step. But I, I like to think about uh, accountants as digital accountants, trying to embrace technology and, and translate, tech, or not that much technology, but also data and translate it for the business and, and help the business to make the right decisions. Um, so I, I think it is uh, very exciting uh, that we can really do it. And it's not that we just need to 
record numbers. It's more to to be able to analyze different scenarios, put uh, different um, recommendations to hmm. to other people in the business. Yeah, and that um, t- talking about the future of finance, do you, do you think that's where it's all going in terms of robotics automation and and the communication of that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is where we will all go. And the the question is how much it will be automated and how much we will be needed, right? Uh, Mm. It could be that we will really only interpret data or we'll even get recommendations um, from the technology in terms of what we should do and then we'll just make a decision, right? Um, Mm. I think from the career point of view, it's really important also to understand what you learn, what tools you learn, because technology changes so quickly. And it's not just Excel. Like Excel is not the, the, uh, the best technology in the world. It helps us a lot. But there's so many other cloud-based softwares. And it's mm. like, oh, what do I really want to learn? Where, where, where I want to spend my time? Because there's, again, <clears throat> this finding a balance between what you can do and time you can spend on it. Um, mm. So definitely technology is a big part of our roles. Yeah, and, and that leads nicely on to, to my next question. If you, if you had extra budget to spend on your team, how, how would you spend that? I think I, I would spend it on, uh, I think, probably increasing resources as well, right? Just to yeah. have a bit of uh, more hands and, and also to give a bit of more room for my team to grow and to learn these new, new technologies. Um, this is, I think, important and, and for them to, to, to learn and, and train. Um, and it's also interesting that when you are really focused on day-to-day, it's very hard to find time for improvements. Mm. So if you have a bit of more resources, more time, then you can, again, take a step back, think what, what would you want to do. You still need time to improve things and to implement them. It's not that it happens overnight. Um, so, yeah, definitely... I would rather spend it on people than technology because then if people have time, they would be able to improve things and find the right Mm. technology for that, which ultimately means that I would spend more on technology as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, that's a good answer. It's interesting as well. I I arrived here um, I started working here in Sydney in 2006 and in finance back then, Chris was very much the peaks and the troughs, the busy times. Mm. Um, And then, and then the times where you could focus on projects um, and the teams just just could could put, put, push a lot into it, and then as the years have gone by, the teams have got leaner and less 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 time of the teams to to work on it. So yeah, it's interesting you mentioned a couple of times just if if we had more time, we could achieve more. <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting dilemma, isn't it? It's like what do you do? Just recruit more people and have more time, or or change it? It's uh, it's it's challenging. I think if if we have the answer, it's it's going to be good. And um, you, you touched on before, Chris Deloitte. You, you you're surrounded by some good people and some of your best friends um, as of today. What what does culture mean to you? I think culture means a lot to me. It's uh, especially in the businesses like my current uh, employer. Like when I think about it, like what assets the businesses have, right? In the past, more traditional business will have a lot of physical assets and this is what drives success of the business. Nowadays, it's about people, right? You have a lot of uh, engineers, you have uh, you know, different departments and there's a lot of knowledge in people. And to, I think, achieve success, you need to have motivated people. And how you do it, I think you do it through culture, right? For me, yeah. it's a, a difference in terms of if I want to get up from bed on Monday and, and if I'm going to work with a smile on my face or without. And 
culture is created by people and it is uh, so dependent on each other. So I think it is one of the biggest and most important factors in uh, every, every company's success these days. Mm. It's, it's true, isn't it? If, if you get the people, if you get that people ball right, usually the rest falls into place. It's, uh, yeah, like, like we drive still a lot, although we mentioned technology and AI, mm. but I, I think without people, we can't, or the companies can't achieve what they want. So culture will drive people and will ensure that people are happy at the workplace. Like in mm. my current workplace, the culture is great. There's yeah. a lot of diversity, very open culture, uh, culture where we can take a risk and make mistakes. There's... Uh, not that you'll be criticized for that. Uh, mm. and it, it, it's more to like a very open-minded culture. You can talk to people, you know, that if you go, you can talk to a CEO, CFO, if you, if you want. Uh, so I think it is super important. And the same at mm. Deloitte, right? You, you, you started this question with Deloitte. It's mm. a very supportive culture as well. Like it's a environment when you work very hard, but without the right support and people and culture, you won't be able to do it. Mm. It's true, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, and, and you mentioned as well that just that open uh, to open and transparent culture. It's uh, it's important, isn't it? Where it's amazing where you currently are. Where if I work there, you can go and have a chat with the CEO, which is mm. which is brilliant, isn't it? That's the way the way it should be. I think long gone are these kind of uh, hierarchical companies where in the ivory towers and things like that. Which are, I'm yeah, sure I, I think you would feel it straight away when mm. you go to the company, right? Sometimes mm. you see the executive team sitting in their offices and you. It creates, uh, it's not only a physical buyer, but it creates mm. a, like a, the mental buyer, right? If uh, yeah. our exec team sits uh, in the open space and, and it really shows, okay, we are here for you. If you want mm. to ask uh, any questions, uh, uh, you can come to us and talk. So I think it is, uh, yeah, super important. That's, that's great. And, and you're obviously a passionate guy, Chris. You enjoy what you do. What's, what's been the favorite thing or what is your favorite thing about your career? I think what I, I can say is what is a favorite thing about the profession uh, and being an accountant. And it's uh, interesting when you sometimes ask people, oh, what do you do? I'm an accountant. There's no passion about it. Or even if they're passionate, they're a bit uh, too humble to say that they like it. And uh, I think uh, being an accountant is great because you can really do a lot of things you can uh, try or you can go to different industries so if you say you like cars right uh, you can be uh, an accountant in a car industry if you like mm. something different you can go to this other industry and even throughout your career you you don't need to um, always be in the same industry you can go to another country there's a lot of people from Deloitte I know that in the UK at the moment I came myself to to, to Sydney and I did uh, I started the job the same job as I did in my country? So I think it, this is great about what we do. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's good, isn't it? It's it's truly a, a global profession. It is definitely. Uh, it's 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 quite interesting that you could go to the states or Europe and and, and get a job quite easily. It's um, so we we've talked about we we touched on before being surrounded by good people. What when when you look back on your career, what what recommendations um, had, do you wish that you'd not followed? Like if someone give you some advice, where you think that's, that's pretty bad advice when I, when I look back. Um, I am not going to give this specific example. I think yeah. uh, I mentioned before, just uh, trust your gut feeling. It mm. is so important. And uh, 
people would have different priorities and they would like to achieve different things. It is not always aligned with what you want to achieve. And this is what yep. happened to me a few times. Um, if they do it consciously or subconsciously is another story. Not all of them will do it on purpose, right? So that's yep. why it's so important for you to have someone you can trust and, and also to even take a, some, some time before you make a decision. Um, yeah, I think this yeah. is important. And um, with, with your job as well, as you progress, you have more on, on your workload. At times, I mean, you come across as a fairly kind of chilled, cool and calm and collected kind of guy. But when, when you do feel overwhelmed, when the, the, the pressure and stress um, yeah. hits in, what, what, what do you do? How do you, how do you manage it? I, I think there are two things, right? Uh, if you are in a situation where it's very stressful, um, mm-hmm. sometimes... Again, take a break. Just if you're in a room, it's okay to leave the room. If yeah. you don't want to say something, what what would what you would regret? Uh, if you just try to resolve a problem and you you don't have time, you feel under pressure. Ask for help. It's so mm. important to ask for help. Like uh, it's it's not a weakness. I think a weakness yeah. is when you don't ask for help. Uh, mm. So. It's, it's crucial that that you are open when you struggle and and that you talk to other people yeah i think it's also important in your life to have different things in your work so it's not that much if you're in a difficult uh, situation right now but just find a balance between your work your your life uh, your family what you do for yourself like for me personally it's tennis i love playing tennis and if i don't play for three weeks my wife would tell me just chris go and play tennis because uh, you're unbearable right (laughs) so (laughs) so and and because you feel pressure and you Mm. feel you're like stress is building up in you and definitely any sport activity any fitness activity will Mm. help you to release it Uh, and you can really or whatever it is reading a book meditation Mm. i try to do a bit of meditation as well for the same reason right tennis for me is like active meditation but uh, meditation is great also to to help train your focus and other things um Mm. but it's really important to just clear your mind from from stress uh, so you can uh, take a look at the situation at the particular situation again yep. with a fresh mind and and see what you can do with this uh, sometimes things um, to me feel like they're super hard but when you take a break you talk to other people and then it's like okay it's such an obvious solution which, which you didn't see before because stress didn't allow you to to see this solution yeah stress doesn't allow you, uh, allow you to see it it's it's true and mm-hmm. i think I, I completely agree with you with with your earlier point about asking for help it's interesting when we're in, in our early career, we, 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 do, we, we think it's kind of not, not shameful, but embarrassing. I don't want to ask for help mm. because it makes me look poor at my job. But, but as we get older, we, asking for help is, is what is, is the direction we should have asked when, when we were early in our career. It's, exactly. uh, it's interesting, exactly. isn't it? I think it's, it's that kind of peer pressure that I don't want to be perceived that I can't do it well. To finish the conversation off, Chris, tell me something not many people know about you. Yeah, there are quite a few things like that which I probably would keep to myself. Um, <laughs> other, one thing I can share is that I learned to ride horses when I was six and I used to okay. do it for another 12, 13 years. Uh, it became my passion. I took yeah. part in international show jumping competition. It took a lot of my life, but it, it was great. So I don't think... Yeah, wow. um, Many friends in Australia even know about it, but yeah, one of the things like there that. you go. 
I wouldn't have said that, Chris. There you <laughs> yeah, a bit far from tennis and other things I do, but yeah. No, that's uh, that's great. And um, um, look, Chris, really appreciate your time. I think uh, I think you've been a great guest, and uh, I think you've offered some some really good kind of sage advice. And uh, and look, I think uh, where you've come in your career is 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 just evident of your hard work and, and taking the risks. Like we touched on, I think uh, I think you're going to go far, which is uh, which is great. But thanks, thanks again for coming on, and I look forward to, to catching up with you soon. Thank you, Richard, for having me. It was a pleasure Excellent. to be here. Cheers, Chris. Have a good one. Thanks. Bye.